Hey guys, welcome to the Titanium Vault. I'm your host, RJ Bates III. And today I'm sitting down with the man behind the Closers Olympics, one of the many people behind the Closers Right, right, right. Uh, Elijah I. Rubin, how you doing, buddy? Yes, sir. I'm doing good, doing good. Thanks you, RJ, for, you know, having your boy on here. Shout yeah. out to the Closers Olympic love here. Absolutely, man. Well, it's it's the time of the year. Here we are. We're just a few days away from the third ever Closers Olympics. And what's cool about that is, is uh, I feel like there's no one out there better suited than you and I to talk about the Closers Olympics outside of Keith. Right, right. And, and maybe Jen. She's got yeah. the, the behind the <laughs> scenes. But uh, mm-hmm. I want to talk a lot about the Closers Olympics today because you and I and, and Keith are the only people that will have competed in all three of the Closers Olympics, something I'm I'm proud of. For sure. Because uh, I don't own the damn thing. Y'all <laughs> own the thing. So. <laughs> so it's cool. But uh for the people that I guess have been hiding under a rock for the past two decades, mm-hmm. tell them who you are and, and what it is that you do in real estate. Sure, sure. Once again, thanks, RJ, for giving me a chance to share with everybody. Uh, for those who don't know me, I'm Elijah I. Rubin, otherwise known as the Fire Damage King or your guy, Elijah I. I've been doing real estate since I was 21 years old, all right? I'm in my 19th year. I'll let you guys do the math. I'll let you do the math, all right? <laughs> you carry the one, add the two. Um, I'm in um, Arizona, um, land of the gurus. I've closed over 1,000-plus deals, over $300 million worth of real estate deals completed. Uh, probably about nine, 10 years ago, I stumbled into the unbelievable niche of buying fire damage properties, You know where I teach people how to make up to three checks on one deal, Go after deals that no one else knows how to go after. Um, and like I said, I just really have a big part in my heart of highlighting the art of closing. I feel like closing is the lifeline of any business, let alone in real estate. And I just really know that anybody can learn this skill set. Anybody can really empower themselves. Obviously, you got people who are just gifted like RJ and some other closers. But if you're not clo- if you're not gifted, there's even there's even, even better ways to help you improve your sales skills. Absolutely, man. And, and we're going to talk a lot about that later, but I want to talk a little bit about you. Sure. Uh, you know, starting when you're 21, you've been doing this 19 years. I mean, at this point in time, you've probably seen every type of transaction, every type of crazy deal that goes along. Um, I mean, I don't want to go through the whole story because we have a limited amount of time. You're a busy man this time of the year, but... Yeah. You know, talk a little bit about what the journey's been like. For those that are like looking and saying, like, hey, I'm in a W-2, I'm wanting to really make real estate real estate investing or wholesaling a, my career, you know, what kind of advice can you give somebody like that over you know what you've learned over 19 years? Sure, sure. And like so when I first started out, I'm starting out in 04. All right. And some of you guys maybe were born in 03, right? So <laughs> Um, so I started out, you know, this was B before social media was strong. This was before Facebook. There was there was no YouTube. There was no access to so much free information. So, I mean, I had to, you know, get go to Barnes and Noble and actually get books and read <laughs> books. And and I had to go to networking events. And I mean, my mom is from Trinidad and my dad's Jewish. And being my half Jewish side, I didn't want to spend the money on the gurus, on the coaching. I wasn't sure if it was real for me. And so I did a lot of the hard free 99 things you could do, all the networking events. I was at every networking event, 
the door knocking at first. Um, and then once I started really, you know, start talking to more sellers and really started getting, I, mean, I got smashed my first year. <laughs> it took me about nine months to get my first deal of knocking on doors. I remember just going to doors and, you know, uh, feel my heart rate. Pat, I mean, go up my hands cl all clammy and feeling scared because I had a lot of, you know, self-belief of who I am. Are, are they going to know that I can't buy the house? Like, where's your car at? I had to park my old jalopy down the street so they didn't <laughs> see my car, you know? So that's why I had to start off, go through that first process. And then after I closed my first $10,000 check, my first deal, nine months into it, I just remembered after I cashed that check, just feeling the shackles break off me that I started screaming like pounding on my steering wheel at the top of my lungs because I knew if I could do this one time, I could do it a thousand times. If I could turn words into wire, conversations and cashier's checks once, how can I not do it multiple times? I love it, man. I love it. Oh, 19 years in this business. What is the craziest deal that you've seen come across uh, your plate. You got to pick one. I know you probably have many stories, but oh, what's man. like the craziest thing that you've come across? Oh man, I got I got a lot of them. Uh, you know, Alex and I actually have these uh, called deals over drinks, where we just have drinks and we talk about the craziest deals on YouTube. So uh, I'll save some of those. I talked about those. <laughs> man, I got a lot to pull from. Um, I'll say this 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 one I just closed recently. Was probably one of the close craziest ones I had. I had to close, and it ended up with a big check too with it. So, uh, I'll give the brief uh, the brief notes on it. Chasing a fire damage deal in town in Phoenix, four years. Um, I told the guy four years ago, I'll give you like four hundred thousand for it. He was not playing ball. He thought he could get more for it. And I'm like, all right, well, no, you you can. And so, um, his husband took the insurance money. He stayed at the house. He was living on an RV. On, on the side of the house and i'm like you're you're gonna make six figures here let's sell the property fast forward three years later one of my fire damage students like hey elijah i have this deal out here and when he told me the address like hey i know that address hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> so the guy just ghosted uh the seller ghosted um the student he's like hey i told him i'll pay you a fee but you can't partner on this now i've been chasing this one for a while he's like cool right. he ghosted me so i ended up going to the property RV's gone. My guy has been living on the side of the house in this little pool shed jalopy they put together for three years. He's been there in the heat. You know how hot it gets. You've been out here before. Oh, yeah. No electricity, no plumbing, you know, no water. You know, and I'm like, how are you living? Like, why are you living like this? You're old. You're going to make several hundreds of thousands and um, just talking with them. And so I go back over this house. And I go back in the backyard. I'm talking like, Scott, what are you doing here? Like, what's going on? He's like, oh, no, let's meet out front. And so we sit down out front and um, we're talking about the deal. What do you want to do? And he's like, all right, Elijah, let's get something worked out. Let, give me a little bit more time to think about it. Next thing you know, I see a car pull up. And as a car pulls up, I'm like, what are like, you guys? You guys having a party over here? What's happening? So a guy comes out with pizza and, and I guess he ordered some pizza. So I so I walk back in there like you want me to have a slice of pizza I'll, I'll have a little lunch with you so I end up walking back there and then he ends up going in like hey, I hear another man's voice in the back there and he's like oh that's my boyfriend he's back there I'm like hey what what I catch you guys on am I breaking up a date here or not right so, so I'm like hey you gotta get something done three days later he texts me like Elijah I just got robbed somebody stole my passport get me in a hotel get me out of here I need out. 
And so um, I finally got him in a hotel, 30 days. <laughs> My guy is um, like screaming. Like, so he has some, some mental challenges where he just is socially not able right. to be around a lot of people. He likes to paint and he creates stories. And then in his mind, as he's painting, he's talking through the stories. So he's screaming at the top of his lungs at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. So the hotel manager, like, who's in this room? If he, like, they tell me, they went to the door to knock on the door because they heard screaming the last two days. He comes to the door butt naked. He comes butt naked. And remember, he's not trying to holler at the girls. He doesn't like girls. He's like, guys. So he's like, hey, he can't. And she's like, hey, if he keeps screaming, if he comes to the door naked anymore, we got to kick him out. And I can't have him kicked out because I need to wait for his passport to get here so I could close escrow with him. So that is just crazy. It took me about a month, but we finally got him to sign the, pro, sign the contract. And I ended up doing something creative where I had him uh, carry the note in second lien position so I could get financing in the first position, subordinate the first. Long story short, we ended up making $200,000 on this one deal like about a month and a half ago. And um, it's just a phenomenal deal. Worked out really good. Took four years, and it was absolutely crazy. Just word to that story, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, the, the payday was worth the effort given there. But, you know, I say this all the time. I mean – we're not really buying real estate. We're solving people's problems. Just Hands down. It, it happens to be that the way that we mainly solve the problems is with buying the real estate. And that's a great story right there. I mean, above and beyond, uh, you wouldn't do that for a $5,000 check. No. <laughs> it's got to be that much. Uh, on the table. So, uh, man, that's, uh, that's a crazy story. So, Closers Olympics, man. How did this come about? Because 2020... Uh, my my story on this. I don't know if you've ever heard my story on, on what happened here. So it's like 11 p.m. on a weeknight. Aaron Bevins calls me. And he says, "Hey RJ, um, hey man, I'm I'm here with Elijah. I'm here with Keith. I'm here with with Q, and uh, we're 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 coming up with a competition, man. It's a closing competition. We want you to be in on it. Are, are you down? Now, mind you, this is on." Like just a couple of weeks after Aaron and Q had done this live cold calling challenge with CJ and Keith, mm-hmm. and it popped off. It, it like went semi viral with like tens of thousands of views. And I'm like, I thought they were doing another one of those. And I'm like, well, who's in it? And so he starts telling me, he's like, oh, it's you know Steve Trang, Stephen Morales, Donovan Ruffin. He's naming off all the people, CJ, all the people that were in the first. Mm-hmm. Closers Olympics back in 2020 and it gets around and I'm like well it seems like you've already put together the whole roster uh, and I noticed something like or Aaron um, I'm the only white guy am I the am I the token white yeah, guy we had to get one and we need and one in, right? laughing and he was like yeah you, you're kind of the token white guy bro and I'm like all right whatever sure I'm, I'm down to do it so that's actually how I got in on the closures Olympics, but outside that, I never asked. How did y'all come up with this? Because that was it was unprecedented at the time, and uh, man, it popped off so crazy that it shut down the server when we made the announcement. So, how did this come about? For sure, and, and just doubling back to the last thing you said about the story, just having that attitude of servitude. You know, although we do real estate, like you said, the more people you serve, you know, income follows impact. So, you yep. make a big impact, you add value, you solve people's lives life just gets better and opportunities follow you. So Absolutely. although we do real estate, solve people's lives, solve people's problems. 
I like to view myself as a solution engineer, right? Solve people's problems. All right. So, but, but back to your question. Um, so this is during, you know, COVID, you know, everybody's scared. Everybody's at home. Everybody bought 2 million rolls of toilet point paper. <laughs> you know, so there's nothing you can do. There's no sports. There's no, there's no concerts. You know, you can't go anywhere. Yep. So, um, Keith, I've been talking, you know, I've known Keith for many, for several years. And we're just like, yo, who's the best closer in the game? And we just talked about all the call center places we worked at. And I was a top closer. He's been top closers at different places. And everywhere we ever worked at, everyone swears they're the best closer. And they're like, well, how can you find out who is the best closer? Like, you know, and like, you know what? It'd be dope if we had like, um, you know, a closing competition. And then we, we talked about what Chris Jefferson and then they did. But like, like, but no, that's just like we made calls. But what if we had like, you know, a, a production and a broadcast, like the NBA Finals meets like the Grammys, meet the SBs, and, and make it a big event. We're like, man, what do we just call it? Like the Closer Olympics. And we're like, oh, man, that's hot. Like, wow, this going to be fire. So that's literally how the Closer Olympics came about. We just like, let's get the best judges, the best closers. Let's have the, the audience and let's serve people because people are at home. Everybody has to do virtual sales now because nobody could go door to door. So, and because we're already doing virtual sales already, this will just highlight what we're already doing. So it just had a perfect fit, perfect timing. I love it. Well, I'm, I'm going to give you a compliment before I ask you the next question. Um, I know Elijah is a legit closer because my next question is, is how do you deal with all these prima donnas for a third time? Because I tried to be a prima donna this year. And I know he's a good closer because he just says no. And I, I always say, hey, great closers know when to say no. Into right. a deal, they know they they know when to get off of the phone with somebody because it's the next dial. That's the one you're going to close. So if you're able to say no, um, someone asked me that the, the other day. It's probably about three months ago. I said, hey, you really want to be a great closer. Start saying no more and watch. Yeah. All of a sudden, you'll end up with more deals. And uh, so going back to my question, bro, this is your third go around on this. And you have you're going out, you're getting the biggest names to be the judges. You're getting, you know, big time people to come in and be closers. And then people, they don't want to close anymore. They want to become a judge. You know, they, they want to host. They want to do all these different things. What is that like managing just all of the personalities? Because it's a lot of people involved, especially now. I mean, our, our freaking flyer is like just chock full headshot. <laughs> 98 people. Right. right. What is what is that like for you guys? For sure. Um, you know, I definitely agree. I, I want to second what you shared. And um, by all means, you know, being able to master the art of the no, taking those and giving those, I think is a crucial part of being a good closer. So I definitely agree with that. And I appreciate your uh, one closer to another, your closer sentiment. Uh, <laughs> and so when I like probably like six, seven years ago, I did um, a live series. I did a hundred Facebook live calls before anybody was doing lives on it. Shout out to Jennifer, uh, you know, my fiance. She's like, Elijah, like what you do is amazing. Like she's like, she's in awe when she sees me talk with people. She's like, more people need to see this. So we just got a water bottle, you know, some, some, some YouTube hip hop instrumentals and iPhone. And I just made phone calls live and we did a hundred episodes. So I started seeing other people started gravitating to that. You know, we saw the big impact we made it. So you guys could go to my my Facebook page, 100 plus episodes there. But because I've been in the game for 19 years 
And I started off when I was Alex Science age, right? When I was 21 years old, right? right? And I and what happens, I kind of view myself like the middle child, like Jay Cole says, the middle child. You know, so I know all the old school guys, Dean Graziosi, Robert Kiyosaki, they got all those guys out here. And I know all the young guys out here too. So because I've been in the game so long, I built a lot of relationships because they see that I've actually been doing it. So during the pandemic, the, um, we were on a bunch of, we did a couple, um, you know, giveaways. We just kind of in a bunch of different threads. And so as I started doing this, I started reaching out to Max Maxwell's, Carlos, Brent Daniels. I knew a lot of these people already. And that's where the real closing had to happen because you have to pay these guys usually $10,000, $20,000 to get them at the event. Then Lolo, if you want to do, if you want to get me on the podcast, I mean, some people charge for stuff like that. Yep. I was able to show them that we're going to highlight you as being the elite judges for the closers. So you had to sell people on their ego. All of us closers have egos. And for if you able to bypass competing and you get to be the judge, you get to be viewed in a certain way. So they were fully on it. And then um, having to deal with the different closers and getting them on board. No one, usually if you're closing, you're closing on your own channel, your own live. I mean, what you're doing 50 and 50 stays phenomenal. But this is the only type of event where you get to collaborate with other closers, other different platforms, kind of like Mortal Kombat, right? Yep. <laughs> different styles, different techniques, and all come from one competition to see each other. So because year one did such a good, it just blew up, year two is a little easier. Year three, dealing with the the you know the drama, the the prima donnas, the hey, I, I want ice cubes in each one of my drinks, you know. <laughs> we got some people like that, um, you know, just having to work through. And I think because I used to do club promotions before I got into real estate, I learned how to manage relationships correctly. I know how to make the only person that matters in the universe effect, and just create win wins and paint visions and make sure the buy ins all the way around. But it's definitely challenging. As someone who puts on live events at his office, I can only imagine what it's like 100% virtual. I mean, there's there's moments where, like, the internet goes down, um, you know, year one. Um, probably the first thing that you wrote down as, like, okay, changing this was you had three judges for the entire event. Um <laughs> I'm pretty sure at the three and a half hour mark, Brent, Carlos, and Max were tired of talking about closing, and they were talking about the fact that their ass was sore. Like they were like, I think it dawned on them. They were like, "Wait, are we literally going to sit here for two whole days?" (laughs) Eight hour days. Yeah, "Uh, this is crazy. Carlos was like, "I got to go get something to eat. I'll I'll be back." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So there, there was a lot of things that you guys learned along the way. I think y'all have done a great job. You added the qualifiers then the open run last year. Mm-hmm. So talk about that because you have been – every time I hear you talk about the Closers Olympics, you always talk about the art of closing mm-hmm. and really showcasing that, and that's important to you. Yeah. Talk about opening up the opportunity for some of these people that are maybe newer, like a, a Scotty B who's in this year's competition. He's in the the – the moment in his career where like he's had enough success. Yeah. I interviewed him on the podcast a a couple of weeks ago. It's like he owns close to 70 properties. Now he's successfully wholesaling, you know, six figures a month. Now it's about building the brand, right? You guys automatically said, Hey, let's add steroids to that. and Let's give you an opportunity to make the closures Olympics. So talk about kind of what that has been like for you to, 
let people come in and showcase their skills that maybe they haven't been able to. And then also the challenges that come along with making sure you're putting the right people in front of the audience as well, because you don't really know them. Right. Right. So, that, so yeah, I think um, I remember back when I was 16 years old, I worked at this place called MCI. This is before, you know, T-Mobile, before all those other companies out there, like it's like AT&T when people had home phones. And I remember um, I was, I was working for this guy, Cal, and he had probably like eight of us in there and we were all just lethal closers. Like we, I mean, we blew everybody else team out and everybody was absolutely killing it closing. So we all will come up early. We'll stay late. We'll role play with each other. We'll share notes. I'm like, that was one of the best sales experiences I have ever had. And I'm like, man, that is so valuable. And even now, a lot of those people are either dead or crushing it. One of the two, right? <laughs> if you're closer, either your, your character didn't keep you in line or you figured out how to make it work for you. So I saw that was being something of value that no one, I didn't see anyone outside, of, you know, I mean, you got Jordan, uh, Jordan Bell for people who are teaching their method, which is absolutely valuable. You know, Chris Vosh, you know, never split the difference, but right. I didn't see anybody highlight the art outside of pushing their books or their program. But, you know, taking a chance to highlight the art of closing and how beautiful it really is and the nuances, the the pauses, the confidence, the the um, the convincing, the conviction you have to work with. And I knew how important that was to highlight because I know what I appreciate when I watch basketball. You know, I, I remember um, going back in the day, there used to be a thing called and one. And oh, and yeah. one mixtape. You remember the and one mixtape? Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, back in the day, I thought I could play basketball for a little while, for a little while. I realized my five, five legs weren't going to get it done. <laughs> but I still went to the N1 mixtapes, and I remember they had the open run. And anybody who could, you could be nobody, but you could come play basketball, beat them, and then be on the N1 team and travel. So I always thought, like, man, that's so dope to be able to highlight the crossovers, the techniques. And as you see other people do it, it's easier for you to do it because you know it's possible that four, four minute mile. And so by the time we got to the closer Olympics, it's really great that we did the first year, but everybody had big brands. Everybody's already crushing it. We're like, how do we open up? We have so many people like, Hey, I'm a good closer. Just nobody knows me. Right. <laughs> I'm in Montana, but please let me know. How do I get on this thing? So by year two, we opened it up. We did the first time open run, but it's more of, um, of just who was kind of referred to us. We did some auditions. We just did role playing. So we weren't sure who was really going to be the best of the best in there when they're under their real elements, you know? And um, so, but luckily we picked six quality people who crushed it. One being Munif. Yeah. But this, this third year we like, you know what? We saw that was really the beautiful out of last year's competition. Obviously you crushing and getting a belt. Shout outs to you. You did your thing. But I think Munif gave so much hope to people who might be, you know, um, you know, might be introverts, people who might not be braggadocious, gregarious, not be able to, you know, be very witty. Right. He's able to show there's another style that could close and that could compete with the best of us. And I feel like, man, how many other people are out there has totally different styles that nobody knows about? Because once you get to Scotty B level, you're closing deals, you're crushing it, but nobody knows, right? Your wife's right. like, oh, great job, wife. Your acquisition manager's like, great, but no one knows. Your friends don't quite understand what we're doing. Your social, your social circle might like it when you're buying the bottles for everybody, but they don't quite understand how valuable and gifted you are. 
Yeah. And so I think by us taking time to get the qualifiers, really do additions for everybody, will those addition down to the qualifiers, give them monthly qualifiers for people to win. I feel like that now we got Lily, the best of the best now. And that's why I really feel like it's really highlighting it right. I love it, man. I, I have to be honest with you. I had no idea what it was going to be like when I won in 2021. It is it is to the point, my son plays travel hockey, okay? And so when, when we say it's travel hockey, I mean, he's playing anywhere between 55 to 60 games a season. Wow. And that's from August to February. So six months. So you're talking about 10, 10 games a month, right? Mm-hmm. And when we say travel, I mean, we're talking about Boston, Chicago, St. Louis, Tampa, Phoenix. We've been to all those locations. You get to know these families really well. <laughs> these people know nothing about what I do what I do for a living, besides the fact that they know it's real estate related. Mm-hmm. But they call me the king closer. Mm. They they don't they don't watch my videos, or some of them do, but they don't know what it means. They just know that I won some competition where I got the name King Closer. This is the reach that Closers Olympics has. I mean, with watch parties in the Philippines, watch parties in Israel. Right. Uh, it's crazy. You, mm-hmm. you finished second in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? Because I'm assuming there's a little bit of a difference there because people know that you're running it. But what was the impact, the, the people reaching out to you about – because you you had some Steph Curry buzzer beaters, you know <laughs> you've had them both years. What right. was that like? Where people reached out to you and said, "Dude, you you impacted me. Like you changed my life with watching you close." Has that happened to you as well? Absolutely. I think you took a good time and you shared a lot about this, and I, I'm glad that you do. It really, you know, when you do what you do so often, you kind of start taking it for granted a little bit. Like, oh, everybody yeah. does that. When you start realizing people from all walks of life are not only coming up to you, hey, I saw you on Close Olympics, but people reaching out to you, hey, would you by you sharing how you close and how you're doing it with good character, good integrity, but you're still shooting at a high level, I know I can still be a good person and close. Hey, I know I can critically think and go after deals no one else knows how to go after. Yep. I saw people reach out to me and say, like, hey, Elijah. How can I be a part of your coaching program? I yeah, fire damage is cool, but I want to close like that. How do I yeah. close like that? And just it not only to reinforce that what you're doing, you're adding real value to people, but it's, it's reminding that God gave each of us a gift, and we're not dimming the light, we're shining light, and now it's helping other people to light their fire so that now they're closing more deals on their journey, and now their path is a little bit clearer. So it made me feel like I'm living a bigger purpose more than just myself. And knowing that what we're doing makes a difference. And I feel like that was something I kind of underestimated until I won. And then I know all the perks too of winning, you know, I'm saying I got more students signed up and, you know, um, anybody who tries to talk stuff about year one, I'm able to, you know, help reference them to um, history, (laughs) the archives, (laughs) but you know, it feels good just to know that, Hey, it's not just what you think about yourself, but you really compete at the highest level and it just validates it. Dude. I um sometimes I don't realize the impact that our videos us showing us talking to sellers makes 
I had a guest on the podcast. Her name's Megan Ahern. Um, she's out of Nebraska. Actually, when I interviewed her, she was in Nebraska. She just moved to Hawaii. And she commented on my Instagram the other day. She said, I love these reels that you share because as simple as they are, they make a difference. And she said, the line that you use where to me, it's the most simplest of lines of all time. I say, if there's no realtor commissions and I cover the closing costs, what's the best price you can do for me? Which seems like just a very logical question to ask a seller. You, It's not even a line, you know, it just feels like what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. She said, I used that the other day and the seller dropped the price by $20,000 and it allowed me to buy a rental property that's going to cash flow me, you know, hundreds of dollars of money for the rest of my life. Mm. And it's crazy to me because that's such a, a simple thing. I've, I've never even thought about that line before. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I love about the Closures Olympics is, is that you have a much different personality and closing style than me. So for someone like Megan, she watches that and she says, I can do that. She might watch what you do and say, I can't do Elijah style. You know, you're, mm -hmm. you're a word connoisseur. You know, you've got your catchphrases and you got, you immediately make people feel comfortable and laugh and, and they, they feel like they're talking to a friend. And I love that the different personalities come out during the closers Olympics and make anybody watch and say, I could be like that person right there. So mm -hmm. that being said, 2023, we've got we've got the the core of us that are in, and then we've got the six qualifiers. So more people competing this year than ever. Yeah. Talk about the qualifiers. Yeah. I'll make you pick. Okay. You, there's six of them. Three of them are coming out. Which three do you have coming out? Yes. And I, I want to I want to share real quick before I give you my predictions, right? But I really think your highlights are super valuable that you could take any one, you know, saying, you know, rebuttal, um, little um, go to line and make it your own. Yep. And you don't have to get a degree. You don't have to wait until you get your license. The website has to be built. Business cards done. LLC set up. You don't have to wait at all. You can hear it one day. The next hour, get on the phone and try it and see it work and turn words into wires and make money and change the impact your lives and your family lives. That just feels so valuable. I feel like we're really, we're God is using us in a bigger way than we probably even realize, you know, and well, so that's, think, that's facts right there. And I will say this, the majority of my closings, there's only about five to seven sentences or moments that is really the closing. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you just take that and you realize that the key here is just to listen and to know where to insert those sentences, those moments, that's where you're talking about. You turn words into wires. I mm -hmm. mean, it's not a whole lot. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't have to be a whole lot about us. It's a whole lot about the seller and just making sure, going back to the first thing we said, you're solving the problem. You identify what the problem was and then boom you know when to insert the right words at the right time. So, yeah. all right. You know, our prediction time, time, qualifiers. Yes, yes. And so uh, qualifiers. So I think like, I mean, like you were saying, I think the qualifiers might bring bigger competition than any of us closer are really anticipating. They all went through it. And 
they're hungry. They're hungry. Yep. They want it differently. So I would say um, who I'm taking out of qualifiers. So there will be three. Whoever scores the most points are going against you in round one, in round two, right? right? So I think um, you're going to see, I believe, Scotty B. I think you're going to be seeing Scotty B in the first one. He just well-equipped. I've never seen anybody uh, make complicated, creative deals sound so simple in a short amount of time that I've heard him do. Yeah. So I think Scotty B is going to be um, number one. I think um, number two, I really believe uh, Kendall, uh, K2. Um, he's from the ETA family. I've known him from years through ET, and he's another good character, good integrity, but lethal closer. Yep. So I think he's going to be number two. And number three is like hard. I was going back and forth. I believe Noah has a really strong chance of doing it. But after talking with Ricky, me and Ricky hopped on a call, and he is just like he's in a sweet spot in his life right now. He simplified things. He's closing three or four big deals, lowered his team, lowered expenses, and just making good cash flow. So he's in a good pocket in life right now. So I think that is going to be what tips him over. He's ready to close. And last time, he wasn't really – equipped for creative financing and it showed when he when he got pressed on why didn't you go qualify why don't you do subject two he added to his repertoire and i think that's what the benefits of what happens here by you watching all these different styles even myself i know i like to build a lot of rapport but watching rj go after it you know watching some of steven morales videos now i know how to get a lot more direct and a lot more firmer quicker than um than i did in the past so i just constantly add on to your closures gumbo Yep. Take a little bit of the sauce and throw it in there. So those are my three I'm taking. What about yourself? So for me, I, I've i got Scotty B. I've got Kendall. Um, I've, I've said that pretty repeatedly, even before they qualified. Mm. So, I mean, I was high on both of them before they even qualified. Um, you asked me a long time ago who I thought was going to be my biggest competition. And I said, it's Scotty B before he even qualified. Yeah, so, like, Who's this guy? <laughs> right. You're like, what? <laughs> you're like, is he even trying out? I'm like, yeah, he is. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go rich. I mean, I, listen, you, you can't take away from what he did uh, in the qualifiers. I mean, he was right there to get a signed contract on a novation. Mind novation. You. Yeah. Novation signed contract which is full marks, okay? Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, I, I've said this time and time again, I could go get a signed contract and not offer any creative and only get 35 because there was no creative option, okay? Rich pitches that same deal as a novation because that's what he does, and he gets 40. That right there could be the, the needle mover for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I But I do think Scotty... And uh, K2 for sure. Um, so then we got to talk about who you think are actually going to make the finals. Of course. So we're only going to pick two because I'm I'm saying I'm making it. Clearly. You're, you're making it. Okay. Right, yeah. So who do you think? Now, before we talk about that, I, I do want to talk about the qualifiers. And in my opinion, the momentum that they have is what's mm-hmm. scary. Yeah, they want a qualifier to make it. Mm-hmm. Then they compete on Friday, and then if they do well there and they score well and they move on, bro, me and you were sitting in the starting blocks. Right. Like, we're – Saturday, it's like, okay, and, bro, we're both going late in the day. Right, late in the day, yeah. Late, late. And these guys have momentum. Do you think that 
plays an impact on their results on Saturday. Not Friday, because it's the three that move on. Do you think they come in with that Munif momentum where everyone <laughs> is going to forget about RJ's the king closer and Elijah did this? They're going to be like, well, I just watched this guy kill it on Friday. And then that's where that momentum's going to come in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just like I mean, just like in the playoffs, you know, if a team is, is waiting for the other team to come in and they just went six, seven game series, they're warm, they're fresh, they got to identify um, what it's working, what's not working, what the go-to material, and they just got the chance to knock off the cobwebs. Yep. You know, no matter how good a closer you are, anybody could think you could just turn it on. And that's why you're doing your 50 50. I'm making phone calls myself here because I'm not, I saw what you did last year. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm right. not going to throw the jersey on one day. Like, <laughs> I'm like myself. So I highly believe in that. Uh, and, and, you know, you just get there. Um, so, like, you know, if you go, if, you, if you're in the club and uh, you get one girl number, go and get another girl number. You got that pheromones on you. Same thing when you're in on the closers, when you're closing that day one. I feel they're going to have strong momentum. They're going to know some of the go-to material, what's not working, what's not, what is working. They're going to deal with maybe some different area, different regional sellers. So they're going to be a little bit more equipped, ready to go and make that adjustment. I think that's going to play a major role. I think we saw year two with momentum, the Munif momentum. I like that. The Munif momentum that rolled into it. I think that's going to make, uh, that's going to play a, a bigger role than maybe some of the other closers thinking it. And I, like I said, we just got to be ready. There you go. All right. So, who are the two outside of your? All right. So, outside of myself, I would say um, I'm going to go with. I I think this year. I think this year. I think Toddy. I think Toddy is going to surprise a lot of people. I think, ladies. I, I've been telling Jennifer, like, hey, if you ever decide to get outside of the operations and integrated <laughs> side, you're a lethal closer, right? So she just doesn't realize she how good she is. So. I think Toddy is going to surprise a lot of people. And, you know, uh, who's really put in a lot of reps. And, and you know, he's one of your uh, – he came from your tutelage. Yeah. I think Naaman is – I think Naaman is going to make this year. I think Naaman is really ready. Um, I think year one he didn't get – well, year two he was in. I don't think he get um, had the best um, – he wasn't prepared for the leads to be coming in as fast as they were. I think this year he's like he's, – he's making calls daily himself. So I think Naaman and Toddy – are going to see me in the finals this year. So your finals, I'm writing this shit down right now. Yep, you're Elijah first. Rubin says his finals are Toddy, Naaman, and yourself. Yes, sir, this year. I, I would have to say, if that is the finals, I would be shocked beyond belief. That Just because I – listen – Toddy has not been a part of this conversation, so I was or this competition. So I was going to bring that up. You've got the qualifiers, and then we've got some newcomers coming in, like Art Sanchez, Toddy, um, and even like Naaman and Tony Romero. Like I know they did the open run thing, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit different when you're when you're the name, mm-hmm. and then you've got somebody else coming in. Um, and then there's always the, the competition aspect of your matchup, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it doesn't matter because it's all about scores, I think it plays an, an impact there. Um, I, I'll say this. I've never seen Toddy close a deal. I've never seen her talk to a seller before. I did interview her on the podcast. thought she was a, a really good interview, very well-spoken, 
sounds like she's not closing deals on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Similar to Art Sanchez, similar to Tony Romero. I think that plays an impact. Um, and that's why I'm going against them. Um, of course, I've got myself. I've got two theories, okay? okay. Theory number one is the qualifiers have this wave of momentum and they they scare us. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Those three qualifiers are going to be the last three that go on Saturday. Is that right? Correct. Whoever gets those most points, they go they go against you. And then the final two get the final final round. That That does sting a little bit. There is a a draw there, you know, like your timing of when you go, that hurts a little bit. But if the momentum, if they get an opportunity, um, I I have predicted that it will be me, Scotty, and Kendall. Mm. Um, Now, if the qualifiers don't have the momentum and and if they're not, if we're talking about the the names that are in, um, I think it's me, you, and Max. Ooh, okay. I think okay. I think Munif is going to struggle, um, expectations wise. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot to live up to, and I know what that's like. I was I was the I was the Munif of 2020, right? No one ever really expected a whole lot. I was the underdog there. Mm-hmm. I did a lot, and then coming into 2021, um, Munif will blow me away if he comes in with that killer instinct that I had in 2021 mm-hmm. because I, we have very different personalities and I love Muneev and I have a lot of respect for who he is as a closer, but there is a lot of expectation on his shoulders this year. Sure. Um, Max and you, I think are the two most skilled closers in the competition. Um, so that's why if, if we don't have that shocker momentum Muneev story, that's why I'm, I'm taking you two to, to get there. Does that kind of make sense there? There's a lot of, yeah. of rap. Yeah, no, that, that makes I'm picking up the flow, picking up what you're dropping. I think that's real. What do you think about Max this year? You didn't pick him. And uh, listen, he's, he was salty about his third place finish. He, he felt like he should have finished second. Um, mm-hmm. That dude's put in a lot of work over the past year. Yeah. I, why didn't I you take him there? I, I I think Max is going to do well. He's absolutely been putting a lot of times on reps, and he is a bona fide closer. And I definitely see him take leaps this year. From last year to this year, I see him take leaps. So I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it. Um, however, there's a lot of pressure on him. You know, there's a lot of pressure on you. You, I mean, yeah. you 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 came back. You know, um, and a lot of people expect you to win. Everybody's calling you out, like, "Hey, I want I want RJ. I want RJ. Like, how about you just take the seller that's on your call." Right. <laughs> that's what you want, right? And so I think um I think you two both have some tremendous pressure on you guys because you guys have been extremely visual. You guys have been putting your skill sets on the line week after week, month after month, consistently putting out the skill set. So now people have this level of expectation, like you better bring it that day. And it, any given week, the leads could be off, you could be Bro, off. It's, it's any given call. Yeah, every I mean, call, yeah. Yeah, every given call now. It's it's like what what happens if you know I'm going and it's 6 p.m. on a Saturday night, and the first person that answers the phone says, uh, "Yeah, I want to sell," and I'm like, "Cool, how much you want for it? I want 100 grand." All right, well, tell me a little bit about the property. Hey, man, it's Saturday night. I'm going out on a date with my girl. Uh, can you call me on Monday? Click. Yep. I got yep. 29 more minutes to get someone on the phone. 
on a mm-hmm. Saturday night. And my clock's running. I mean, that's the reality of the competition. Yeah. Um, I'm already making preparations on my side. I ran this by Jen. I was like, hey, how many phones can I have? Uh, they're in my, my podcast. She said, there's no rules. So I'm getting set up. I'm going to have a freaking call center in front of me with, with phone ringing. Baby. Yeah. I'm going to got, because that's my fear is like, hey, I just want to be able to talk to somebody. Right. Who right. wants to sell their house. Uh, now, there has been complaints. And, and I know the reason behind it, but I want you to address this. People are saying the clock needs to stop when we're not on the phone with a seller. What are you what do you say to that? By all means, I get why the people say, and, and if I was just watching, I might say it too. But taking up my closer hat off and putting the CEO hat on, <laughs> um, we'll be here for three days. Right. right? So we can't yeah, I mean, it's, we, it's we impossible. Can't it's impossible. Like you don't know when you get into somebody. We all play with the same set of rules. We're all playing with the same opportunity. Hey, we may get somebody, we may not. I mean, what Keith back to back years literally got nobody, and he can't complain about it. He just has to take what you got to play the cards that you dealt. And um, we, we made that provision that the clock doesn't start until you at least talk to somebody. So it goes into your strategy as a closer. You may not get somebody on that next one, so you might want to make the most you can, score as many points, and close them. Or you might just move on and see if you play play the luck of the draw. So I think it leads. And again, it going back, I think there is um, a level of experience with the closers Olympics that you and me and Keith have um, that no one else has. I was saying it when we were judging that that six qualifier. I was like, "Hey, Rich is making a mistake right now. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. just blowing through his leads, not leaving voicemails." I'm like, mm-hmm. bro. Slow down. I would be I would be leaving a voicemail and I would be sending a text message yeah. saying, mm-hmm. hey, give me a call back. Because your clock hasn't started. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, what worked out for him was is he got the right seller on the phone. <laughs> but but it, that was a mistake from a, a competition standpoint. Uh, because you look what happened to Carlos. Right. Carlos wasted a solid 10 minutes after someone said, Hey, wrong phone number. He didn't get anybody on the phone. That could happen to anybody, and he just missed getting his contract signed there at the end. So yeah. we did one thing real quickly. Yeah. We did one thing that the help help with this because every year we just want to constantly we, we we listen to feedback. We know we're not know it alls. We're learn it alls, and we want to make the adjustments. And so this year we have Lead Zello, the the main lead provider. So we have a PPC lead that's good. I think it's going to make a big impact. And then shout to Integra Integra. We have VAs with Andre and her team. VAs are calling. Um, they're starting to call now and tomorrow and, and to set up appointments for the closers. Can we know what time they should be on? The you know uh, Scott is going to be on at this time. Will you be available for that? So we're trying to set appointments and call PPC leads just to increase the chance of somebody talking with somebody so we get pure action. I love it, man. You know what's cool is is you know we we all do different things in our businesses. And Closers Olympics, this is how aligned I am with Closers Olympics. First of all, it's a, it's, it's a competition, so I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about closing, which also I love. But you guys use Speed to Lead during some of the qualifying runs, a, a, a company that I use on a daily basis. We're using Lead Zolo for the, the main event. I mean, I use Lead Zolo every single day. Um, over 50% of my signed contracts in my 50-day challenge are from Lead Zolo. You're using Integria, which is where I get my VAs. 
And then we've never done this before, but we have a fourth day, a dispo mm -hmm. day with InvestorLift, the, the grand sponsor, right? Uh, yep. Which is what I use for disposition. So talk about that because that's cool. What are we going to be doing on that fourth day for dispositions? Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, and shout out to all the sponsors. Like I said, these are real tools we really use. That's why we we're very selective to make sure who do we align with for sponsors. Make sure these we're not selling, you know, Herbalife, you know, sponsored by, right. you know, <laughs> you know, shout out to Herbalife at school. But <laughs> we want to make sure that we have, you know, real sponsors that we really use ourselves, that our audience and other closers who need the best tools. We want to make sure that they're equipped. And so um, when we met with Robert, you know, um, the grand spot became agreed to become the grand sponsor of the Close Olympics. I mean, we're all closers, man. So he's closing me on the fourth day. He's like, you want me to be a grand sponsor? I want the fourth day. But he sold me the vision. He's like a lot of people, especially right now, now that the market shifted, it's a lot easier to get contracts now. You can get contracts, but contracts mean nothing if you don't close them and you don't dispo with them. Yep. And one of the best tools on the market right now is InvestLift. It allows you to identify where those buyers are at. You have access to buyers. You're, it's kind of like the MLS for investors, just for buyers. And so not only does he want to just have a video and talk about it, but we want to be able to have that fourth day where you're able to submit leads if you're a VIP. You're going to have three of the top dispo closers. They're each going to get 45 minutes to dispo deals live using InvestLift, closing deals, showing how you're able to take a deal. And if we could get one of our deals that somebody closed on a close Olympic side, on the acquisition side, and then dispo it on the dispo day with the um, dispo closer, then we're going to show the whole circle of life, right? The whole circle yep. of life, 360. It's going to be phenomenal. And we're going to find out who is the dispo king or queen. There you go. So all of this, VIP is 297. Is that correct? 297. 297 VIP. You get... You get all three years of your replay, so over 70 hours of the best edutainment that on the market. You get a Closer Olympics mini course. You get one of these Closer Olympics hats, and you obviously get access to the to the event, and then you're also able to submit your leads if you have deals that you want to sell on Dispo Day. I love it. Um, last final story here for you. My, my shirt and my hat came in uh, this past week, and uh, – I unboxed it. Now, here's the thing. I've got the biggest head in the world, okay? So the hats that y'all get, I just – I can't wear it. Uh, it's not that I don't want to wear it. I just I, – there's literally not a size on that hat that my head can fit the in. The back clip? God, you got to cut it. It would be unbuckled back there. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it was there, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to wear the shirt until the competition because uh, it's pearly clean, you know? Uh -huh. And uh, my son – he sees it and he goes, can I, can I wear the Closures Olympics hat? I said, of course. So my son has been repping the, the Closures Olympics hat for the past week. Nice. Um, you know, the, the Closures Olympics means so much to me, man. Um, I, I know it's a lot of work for you guys and uh, really appreciate you guys putting it on, um, you know, for a third time. Hopefully we keep it going after this. Um, I, I'm very honored and appreciative of the opportunity that you guys have given me. And, uh, I say this to everybody, uh, that competes, Hey, there's a responsibility that we have to show people how to do this the right way. I think you've put together a great cast of closers. 
And uh, if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, guys, go go get it. I mean, listen, if you can't afford the two ninety seven, just do the ninety seven dollars and just watch it for the four days. Um, the value that you're going to get during the three days is unbelievable. But the value of the Dispo Day with Robert Winsley showing InvestorLift and literally Dispoing deals in 30, 45 minutes um, is unheard of. That is that no one does that. Mm-hmm. Um, so come join us. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And Elijah, man, I, I really look forward to um, to you sending me another wrestling belt, man. Um, <laughs> where do you think it's going to look good over here? Do you think we should put it right here in between the axes? What I would do, I will put uh, Lasher one up top, and then um, send me mine. And I'll let you. I'll, 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 you know, I'll put mine here, right next to the vision board. You know, um, honestly, you know, I, I think you, you're, you're probably gonna between number three, and number two, probably this year. It looks like. It's oh, gonna be okay. I see. <laughs> I see how you're doing it. All right, man. Well, hey. First of all. It, this has been a long time coming to get you on the podcast. I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's a super busy time of the year for you. Uh, we'll get you back on here sure. another time so we can talk about fire damage stuff because that's a super crazy niche that you do. But listen, this is about the closure of the Olympics right now because it's a, a big part of your brand and everything that you bring to the community outside of the fire damage education stuff. So thank you for taking the time, man. We really appreciate you. Appreciate you, RJ. Thank you for giving the opportunities for all the future closers, up and coming closer, or if you're already a bona fide closer, this is the event to be at. This is the Super Bowl event of all real estate events, and you can enjoy it right from your home. And if you get your $97 or $99 ticket, if you can't miss, if you miss one day, if you can't make it, you have up to a week worth of free replay that you're able to watch it, watch it with your team. I have every one of my VAs, every one of my acquisition managers, we require them to watch the Closer Olympics. We want to see what it looks like to close at high level. Appreciate everybody locking in. Thank you, RJ, for the opportunity. Thank you for just hearing me. You are the go-giver when it comes to Closer Olympics. Don't get me wrong. You're a bona fide closer. You don't take a lot of shit, but you are seriously a big advocate, a big fan of the Closer Olympics. So thank you for all you do for the closing community as well. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. And, uh, hey, if you're listening to the replay of this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I apologize for the last two minutes because you should have watched this on YouTube, but we're going to play. If you don't know what the Closure Olympics is, this is what it is, guys. We'll see you guys next week when I'm the two-time King Closer. <laughs> back to back. Close it. When I close, doors open, every key I This is a competition. Somebody's going home with the top closer title belt. If I did 189, would you have to talk to her or could you agree to that? All right, let's do 189.9 then. If I give you 31, if I give you 31, will you sign today? So, I, so if if that's a price we can do, is this something you'd be ready to move forward with today as far as like an agreement in place? More urgency, closing time. Close it. Pick up the trap in. Everybody get excited. He, he was good. <laughs> but this guy's got skills, and his approach is different, and it works so well. I look at report not as, like, you know, weather sports. That was probably top five that I've ever seen. The truth is I already knew it. I'm so hot I'm melting up in it like ice. It's the, it's, it's the noise talking and backing it up for me and the consistency. It's something that you're never going to be able to see, I think, replicated anywhere else. It's so much you can learn from this.
this. This is the best training series anybody could ever ask for. Mr. Knox, we're taking care of him, and we're going to spend the money with the family for somebody I don't know, okay? Yeah. On every call, it's sell or be sold. Let's go. Man, I thought that was going to be something. Is that something that you would want to move forward with, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything is possible. There is nothing holding you back. Baby, you won. You won, baby. Yeah. 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 It's all on you. Close it. What you gonna do? Close it. And that's the bottom line. Close it. Close it. Pick up the phone. Close it. Big ass bro. Close it. Million dollar deal. Close it. It's all on you. Close it.